0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've got, I think, a a treat for you. So if you have subscribed to our Black Congregation channel, you probably would recognize uh, this sister here on the screen. Um, We had did a commentary off of her video that she was kind of speaking about, you know, people, you know, kind of identifying nine times out of ten the mestizo-looking Hispanic people not recognizing Black people as being Afro-Latino, Afro-Latina, and she was going in about that.
1: This is for Afro-descendant people that weren't born in the US. Don't you get annoyed when you get approached by these people and they ask you like, where are you from? In my case, I say I was born and raised in Colombia. I'm Colombian. And then they say, but what is your ethnic background? Because they wanna know where's your skin coming from, right? And I say, well, I'm Afro-Latina. Afro? No, you're not Afro. Really, honey? Don't let this hair fool you, that's my mom's. But where do you think these nostrils come from? Where do you think these lips come from? Where do you think the blackness of my knuckles come from? Where do you think the blackness of my elbow comes from? Honey, that's Africa.
0: And so I say, you know what? Let's invite this sister, you know, on the show. She also gave some history and we'll get to asking her the history because a lot of people just, unfortunately, the American education system, we wasn't uh, educated on anything. And we know this, uh, those of us who have expanded our knowledge. So, uh, Sister Tootie, thank you for joining us on the show today.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so like excited to be here in your channel and share my thoughts and my emotions as raw as they are.
0: <laughs> All right, Tuti, so tell people just a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, where you come from. We, we want to know the whole story.
1: Okay, I am born and raised in Colombia. I am culturally a Colombian woman, born and raised like you wouldn't believe. But racially, I am an Afro-Latina. And that's how I like to go by.
0: All right. So you had mentioned in your video about, let's go back to the slave trade. You mentioned the, yes. the biggest city that had the slave trade. Let's, yes. let's get there. Let's, let's, let's expand okay. that history for us.
1: Okay. So I am from Cartagena, Colombia. Uh, like I mentioned in, in my video, Cartagena was one of the epicenters of the slave trade in the Americas. So uh to get a little in touch on that, like back in the, is 16 early 1600s or maybe before because because as if you go back to history you know uh we don't have the exact exact times and and dates of when this whole thing started but in cartagena before a little before the 1600s is when the slave trade is starting to happen in that side of the world so by the 1600s solid Cartagena, Colombia was the epicenter of the slave trade in the Americas. And why do I mean, I mean, what do I mean when they, I say the epicenter? It's like every African, every African ship that was coming to the Americas, it will stop in Cartagena and whoever survived, it will be washed and sold there to the different parts of the Americas. So from there, they went to uh, Brazil, mostly Brazil. Because farther down, they went more to Central America and, and they arrived here into the, in the U.S. If I am not mistaken, 1619, 1620s, 16, 619, 620s, excuse me. Something that I love about being Colombian and being from the region that I am, the coastline from Cartagena, is that we are such a proud people. And we take our history and we show it to the world. So, and with that, we prevented from that from happening again. It's like when I went to school, like one of my majors at school, because in school you have a major for you to graduate, was tourism, that was our major for to graduate from high school. And I remember that our project was the history of our city. And the history of our city is all black. This is how Cartagena came to be who we are. Like we have we we are a city surrounded by the ocean with a wall that protects us from the pirates and that wall was built with African slave law, like with African people. You know what I mean? So we have a huge uh, uh I would say it's almost like it was I wouldn't say sanctuary, but it's a museum. A museum of um the Inquisition. If you if you wanna touch religion, that was in the Inquisition, in the name of in the the name of Catholicism, did one of the most horrendous things in the world. So mm. that over there is exposed there, like we have there in Cartagena, in the in in the Museum of Inquisition. And you will, if, when you go there, that's one of the things that they 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 brochure to you. They show you so you can see and you can learn. And you have all the artifacts that they that they use. They have pictures and and it's something that instead of making instead of making us embarrassed, it's gonna show us what happened. And with that, we're preventing from that to happen again. And we educate our people and what evil actually looks like. So we don't look and we don't look for it anymore. So they will show you where the slave is uh, sold uh, La Plaza de la Aduana, where the slaves were sold, like washed and sold. The history behind how our, our Black women arrived, they arrived. I'm in my mother's house, so I can't even show you right now, I'm in my mother's apartment. But in my apartment, I have a, a beautiful Black lady with our, our um colors and, you know, uh, dresses. And she has her eyes closed and when you ask why is this beautiful lady all dolled up african lady with her eyes closed it's because when they they got out of the ships they close their eyes so they won't see where and to who they're going to go with so they won't find each other they won't find each other it's it's mesmerizing it's sickening yes, also- it's sickening into your stomach to remember how horrible that was but it's yes. also it's awakening it's awakening to see how it happened, why it happened, how we got here. If that makes sense.
0: Yes, that, that makes sense. But see, the because um, you know, the, the the white supremacists in the, you know, let's say Columbia versus the white supremacists here in the Americas, they had a different type of relationship with y'all. For instance, in the America's, if if the slave master, I would use the word violate, not the other word on YouTube, but if the you know what I mean by violate. If he's violating the black women, making all these children, these half-black children, they're like, Oh no, 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 no. You're not part of no white community here. You are a Negro. Go over there, right? But correct me if I'm wrong, with the Spanish, they kind of had a more of a kinship with, with that. Is because I, I I know in DR is kind of like that with some of this kinship to being Spanish, but could you kind of explain that? Because in the, in let's say in Americas, you're like, can you
1: elaborate a little, bo- a little more when you mean like tension? Can you elaborate? Well, for instance, little-
0: like, you could be kind of part of the family. you be no. still considered Spanish versus here in the Americas, you're not considered white. Uh uh-uh, uh, you are black. You are Negro. You are the N word. Get over there. No.
1: And you know what happened? And you know, and you know where is the, the, what I feel?
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: like that we have taken all that degradation throughout, like, like hundreds and hundreds of years we haven't stepped up and say, you know what i am black like i am black do you see me i am a spectacular i am amazing i am strong i am i am a feature that you cannot find in any other feature in the world i am black and i am proud of it and i think that we need to st- we need to stand up to all these races and all these stereotypes that are, are just uh, absolute." now um no uh, hispanics didn't didn't got any better treatment because we were conquered by spanish or portuguese and you guys were conquered by english they all come from the same the same one and and what they were looking for was taking what wasn't there in the name of finding, I don't know, spices, because that was, like, the thing, like, finding – we're going to go find spices in the world. No, you're going to go and take something that is it's not yours and appropriate it to you. It's very English-like. <laughs> but, no, we didn't got it. We didn't have it.
0: No, that's um, not what I was saying. That's not what I was saying that y'all got a better treatment than we had received. In other words, like, the white man would not allow us to be – to say that we're part white, like, or huh? we're part this, versus, let's say – in Latin America, you have black people say, "Well, I'm Spanish," you yes. know, and to us, that's like for us how we hear it. It sounds like you are saying, "Well, it'd be like a black person saying, well, shoot, I'm I'm white, I'm white.'" white. You get, you know what I'm saying? Just yes, the, yes, the yes. one drop so rule thing heard here
1: heard culturally, and I think that's the mistake in that it is that is that is it's almost a mis a communication mistake that is being done because um I'm assuming that when I say I I am Hispanic, you know what I mean. Uh, where are you from? I am Hispanic because I am Hispanic. I am. I was conquered by you know Spaniards, and I am was born and raised in Hispano America, and and that's a fact. So culturally, I'm Hispanic, but racially, racially, I'm I'm Afro Latina. I mean, is that's as clear as you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I get that, but I'm saying that the concepts that a lot of Americans you know uh, come grow up with and and how we're unfortunately miseducated that concept of ethnicity and race just really Uh confuse a lot of Americans. I know, you know that.
1: Yes. And Americans, you know, and something that I've I've noticed about Americans is like, is that they always feel better if you have the upper hand of something, you know, and that comes, and I'm telling you by my experience, I come in all, in in, in all sides, like uh, the, I, I'm going to say this and I'm going to say it just the way I feel it.
0: Just, just bring it on out. Bring it raw. The, That's what we do here.
1: The most racist people are the most white uneducated ones. that they come oh, up well, I'm
0: surprised that you said that. Oh my God. I'm shocked.
1: That, and I'm talking about like, I am talking about the most added, uneducated that come up to you and you think like, do you need some help? Like, can I help you? are the most like, oh my God, I'm white. And I'm like, okay, but do you need some help? You know, so, and I feel that it's always kind of like this, you know, a stratosphere or I am better at that. So I am lighter, If even in the black community, I am lighter than her. What? Like, uh, you're black and like, I am black. Uh, No, but I am American black and you are hispanic it's like your hair is something that i it just drives me nuts you cannot tell me that you're black you don't suffer with your hair like what are you talking about <laughs> you know what i mean we come in all. yes I, I
0: understand street. that's uh, unfortunately all
1: of this let's
0: let's let's talk about that too that's that's some of that diaspora warring that goes on sometimes once again it goes back to what i was saying earlier because a lot of americans even within our own black community unfortunately there's a lot of people who have not traveled so they have not seen black people except black americans or what they kind of seen on tv maybe some african immigrants have come in um but having interactions Because see in america nowadays have more immigrants here than it had, let's say, when I was growing up, right? Yes. I mean, more immigrants from all over the world. So now you're being exposed to more immigrants. And yes, people are starting to find out it's more than one kind of black. Yes. Because, like I say, you has you, you being afro a lot, you know, Tina. Yes. You have some black people that say East Africans that especially yes. like the Ethiopians Eritreans have a certain look. The Retrian, yes. Yeah, West Africans have a certain They're, look. Certain people in up the up. southern part of, of Africa have a look, central, then you got your Caribbeans. It's all kind of culture, you know, that, that goes on. Like some people didn't even know that carnival is done in the Caribbean, no different is done in Brazil.
1: Exactly, exactly. So it's something like when you go to Cartagena, like ninety percent, ninety percent of our population is like me or darker than me, and we don't discriminate. They call me hey negra, hey negra, hey negra. I, I wish I can show you the text message of my friend negra. What what's going on, negra? Que it's like it's. But it's like normal. Is there there's no like I am better than I am is is I mean we all the same. We I mean our ancestors I mean suffered the exact same of brutality. Like I don't understand where the separation come from, but I do because it's it's programming our minds from from hundreds and hundreds of years that for you to do that for you to be better, you have to be inside the house, not in the plantation. That for you to mm-hmm. be better, that for you to be better, you have to keep yourself a little more tight and that you were better. For you to be better, you have to be around the white lady fixing the hair, not picking the cotton. It's, it's, it's a mindset that it, it must be absolute. We must as, as Afro-descendants, and I'm talking about worldwide, we have to wake up. We have to wake up and realize that what happened to us was hideous. It was was a hideous act. It's it's history. It's horrible. We have to learn and grow from it, but we need to realize that we are together. We're one.
0: Let me me ask you a question. Just a question. So we see in Colombia, you have your first uh, black vice president, uh, sister Francia Marquez, correct? Your vice president, Colombian.
1: Oh yes, yes, yes. My, my vice president. Yes, of right. yes.
0: Okay. Yes, so, yes. so, so minister Louis Farrakhan one time said that in Latin America, you have a lot of black people, but black people don't run the countries. For instance, like you mentioned, Colombia has a lot of black people, but yet you have, she's the first, first. Yes. right? Yes. Black, you know, uh politician to get that high. You look mm-hmm. at, Brazil by what 51 52 percent black and yet the people that that's the majority don't run the politics. Why yes. is that?
1: uh Why do you run for politics? My question to you is like what why do you run for politics because you have popularity, right? because you have knowledge and in Latin America, believe it or not because you have connections right? So unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, that happens across across the world, if that if that makes sense. So instead of why that hasn't happened, I will say let's get more education, let's get more contact, let's get more awareness, and let's put our best candidates out there. So we have absolutely no way to not get to those positions. That's the way I want to think about.
0: Okay, well, let me ask you a question. Growing up, how are Black people treated in Colombia?
1: How are Black people treated in Colombia? I mm-hmm. am from the coastline, so in the coastline, I don't have any problem. I don't experience racism in my city. I'm from Cartagena. Mm-hmm is the number one tourist city in in my I've country. I've
0: heard of that, especially with the passport bro movement. They they go a lot over there.
1: Yes, it's is is the number one tourist city. Uh I you don't see and if we all look the same. Mm-hmm. If you go to El Chocó, in la zona pacífica, the Pacific side of of the country. People are darker than me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't ever experience racism in my city.
0: So, you say you experience probably more racism in America than in Colombia?
1: 1000%. Coming from all sides of the spectrum, coming from white people and coming from black people.
0: Okay, let's let's, let's cover both of them because let's have them conversations. Okay, when you first got here, what was your first experience with, with racism from white people?
1: For instance, I marry. Uh, my my uh, ex husband um, was a pure white, <laughs> but he was, you know, Mexican and Irish. So with a very Mexican father. Um, mm-hmm. um, so I mean, it's very common. It's very common in in Colombia to have you know uh, mixed race. I mean, we don't even it's, you don't even look at it because it's very, very super common right so um I was happy <laughs> I got married and then I am um, I am walking in a in a convenience store in the uh, grocery store a very particular grocery store and I was pregnant at a time and he was you know coming was next to me and this lady gave me the disgust the most disgust look in her face like she wouldn't believe like what and i thought that was that was my first like what that wasn't that wasn't like a you are not nice type of look that's like you're disgusting what are you doing type of look so the second time uh i am in a a store a very popular store in america so i am just buying clothes you know just hanging out uh, buying uh some items and then these White lady come up to me and she's like, so what are you? Like I'm some sort of animal? Like what are, yeah, what are you? Yeah, that
0: sounds like them to ask a dumb question like that. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: what are you? And I looked at her. By then I have, you know, and I speak my mind as you can tell. I By then I'm like, "Uh, I am a human just like you. Don't you see my two eyes and my two hands? Oh, I know, but you know what I mean. I know what I mean. Um, I'm Colombian, if that's what you're talking about. If that's what you asked me. No, you're not Colombian. So, because the stereotype of Colombian, of Hispanic, is the one that you see in Univision, in Telemundo. And mm-hmm. that one is the Shakiras and the Sofia Vergara. that are amazing, amazing girls, talented, beautiful, gorgeous. Actually, from both of them are from two hours from That's why I America.
0: said Mestizo.
1: Yes. So, no, you're not Colombian. And I'm like, and I looked at her and it's like, so according to you, how a Colombian look like? Just like that. So um, I think it's extremely ignorant. <laughs> That's from the white side. And then uh, from the black side, I am never good enough. My hair is not thick enough. Mm-hmm. My skin is not dark enough. Mm. Uh, I My nose is not white enough. I'm just not good enough. So where do I fit, Kelvin? You tell me about it. Because I grew well, up. Well, you I know, like, up, like without... I've heard,
0: it, I heard that commentary before. And I know that people have said that, at least in America, some, not all. And I would definitely say some, not all. Because I'm not even like that. That they try to measure blackness. And most of the people that try to measure blackness like that, if you talk to them long enough, they haven't left their neighborhood. They haven't left the state. They haven't left the country. They haven't even really seen other black people other than who they ran into. And because in their mind, they feel a black person is a dark skinned black person with four C hair, wide nose, you know, thick lips, basically a West African, but a a phenotypical West African.
1: And how and if you go that how an Eritrea woman looks like?
0: Well for them, well give example. You know, um whatever. sister one. well let me give example. Sister Wangail, she she's one of our um our journalists here. She's Ethiopian. When she first started to come here, like she did an interview like you done at first and then then she started to, later became a, a a journalist here. People said the same thing about her, who is she? She's not black, she's not this, she's not that. Well, they don't say that no more because they've been seeing her at least for the past 2 years. Right. And she has responded just like you, like, no, I'm black. When you white people come to Ethiopia and try to destabilize my country, that they, they, they don't do that to white people, you know. So she she always defended, you know, herself and they don't say nothing no more. they used to seeing her. But unfortunately, like that goes back to what I have to say. Through our platform, we want to we want to have black people of all uh demographics, right? Just so we can even know our own people because the fact is we don't know our own people. That's really what it is.
1: I said something I, I, you know, I write just, um, sporadically. And then I remember I said something along the lines. It's like our, our skin, uh, the white evil uh, diluted our skin so much that we now we can barely recognize each other along those lines. I have to go back and see it. And um, I think instead of putting each other back and looking for reasons why she's not like me, uh, we have to look at each other and then say, look how she's just like me, instead of how she's just not like me. Because it's really insulting. It's it's very insulting and I have to speak on it because um, it's hurtful and insulting. It's almost like identity identity theft. Like I grew up all my entire life being black in Cartagena, Colombia. My entire life. Like I've never once uh one uh, my friends who have like uh more textured hair will deny the fact that I am the same. Or the ones that were darker or lighter than me would deny the fact that they we were the same. Um, and then to come to a country and then flat, like somebody look at you and tell you no, or insult you because, because you're calling yourself black is, well,
0: it, well, for me, if you don't, if you never said a word, you just stay quiet. Didn't say, didn't even speak. How would you tell that you are different than anybody else? Unless you open your mouth. Same thing when I go to the continent of Africa when i've i've been to ethiopia i've been to kenya i've been to south africa you know and if you if i had to stay quiet never say anything they wouldn't know i'm an american they wouldn't there know until i spoke
1: so why are you going to be so triggered and don't deny and deny the other person that identity when they say oh yes i am yes i'm a latina and be like mm, because of what because of my features?" of but my listening DJ. Well, and
0: some of it, some of it, like I say, is it, a lot of it's ignorance? Okay, and, let, 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 me, let, me, let me ask you a real question. Because mm-hmm. I gotta go there. Mm-hmm. Who has gave you more problems, the women or the men? The women. Mm. Ah, Do I need to really go there? Because <laughs> the women compete with each other all day for, for men and all of that. And I I knew I, I knew oh it was women. God. I knew it was women when you said it. I knew it.
1: Oh my God, women, yeah. The one that gives me more. And don't mm-hmm. dare to, if you even dare to say that Michael B. Jordan is fine and you, you would love to, you know, like, oh my God, he's so fine. Everybody was like, you're not. It's like, what? Because you haven't suffered as much as we have suffered. You can just come over here and take our maids. Like, what are you talking about, woman?
0: Wait, wait, wait. That The same Michael B. Jordan that recently, did, I don't know if you've seen the interview. Well where, where the woman that was about to interview him called him corny in school. And he <laughs> said, and he said, and he said, Yeah, you had called me corny in school. I, I called you corny. Yep, yeah, you called me corny. And it, it, I I'm gonna do a whole separate thing about that. But what? yeah, the same guy, yeah, today they won him no, but in high school, heard. he was corny.
1: No, I mean, listen. There is a good saying it's like in at school, you always have to keep an eye on the nerds and on the corny one because those are the ones that are gonna, you know, go see, out there and kill it. See, see two
0: tc t- see, see, but in America, unfortunately, unfortunately, we have this these stereotypes of of the of the of the, the 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 thug or pookie, we call them pookie yeah, and ray well, well, rays a, you, you or, or the dusty DeAndres. That that's the ones that get all of the the women at, at, at when well, use like the high school the young to get pregnant by them, and then later they want the the, the nerdy guy the corny guy after he's successful, but they ain't already had kids already. Nope, no, uh, it, over there is the opposite. You see, we, you know. Okay, so so hold on, dude, hold on. Our education
1: so, is awkward. What's going on here?
0: <laughs> okay, so you telling me that in, in Colombian culture, and we talking about also Black Colombian culture. Mm-hmm that y'all are taught to go after the dudes, like you said, that's nerdy, course, corny. that's the smart. That's
1: the smart guy. Ah.
0: That's
1: the, that's the, that's the smart kid. That's the, that's the one that you can, you know, you can go to and, and learn from, and, and he can help you with the test, and and then that's the one that start working out after, and then you're like, oh my god, what the heck? I'm I'm golding over here from the beginning. But the first of all, Colombian parents, like Hispanic parents in general, are very strict. Mm. So do you dare to show up with somebody over there who who doesn't you know who's going to embarrass the family so if if the little skater boys sorry skater boys that would be my mother would be like that's a big no-no um if there is, is smoke nicotine out uh, because uh, over there uh you know uh, cannabis is it's not legal so you're smoking early forget so,
0: about so it. let me ask you a question so shame is, is really strong in Colombia. Very. See, at one point in time in black America, we had strong, strong shame. I mean, you couldn't do a whole lot of things because you would be shamed by the family. Sometimes you can be kicked out by the family, you right? Not,
1: no, you can't you, you cannot embarrass the the family name. Mm-hmm. you can't. It's like you are, until now, like right now social media have made things a little better. But right now, like for instance, like you cannot sleep outside of your house with your boyfriend. You go on a trip, he's coming with us. <laughs> he can come, you can sleep in the other, but there's that's that's a big no no. That's no. Um, if you sleep over, um, with and well, I'm I, I just turned 40, so that I'm talking about like I don't I haven't lived over there in 17 years, but if you sleep over and you didn't come home and that was considered now, you have to take her.
0: Whoa! Now, now she's yours. interesting. So, so hold on. Now, so now she's
1: yours. That's just your responsibility. That's just okay.
0: Responsibility. So, so if, if the girl, if the 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 man or the woman that they got boyfriend, girlfriend, they one time they stay say, oh Nope. she yours now. Yes. Go over there.
1: Yes, and then she's gonna be. That's why she's gonna end up living at his mother's house until he, you know, until he. Oh wow!
0: It's, okay, it's, it's
1: very strict. So um, very
0: strict. Okay,
1: you're gonna talk about like. No, it's, it's very, it's when it comes, it, it's very strict. It's-
0: well, I'm going to tell you what, everything you telling me, I love Colombian culture. Because that <laughs> culture to me is so much better than the crap we got in America right now. So you know, much better.
1: I love my culture. And, and dating, for instance, like I made a podcast about dating and stuff. And it's like, um, they ask like, why is So many Americans, if you go, it's like there's so many Americans and Europeans going to Colombia to find wives, Mm -hmm. going to marry. I mean, that's quite common, right? I am not like, you can Google that out.
0: I think, oh, yeah, I know that. I know because, okay, now we're going to go there. The passport bro movement, right? A lot of them have been going to uh, Cartagena, right? A lot of them and they saying that they won't, I'll even interview the guy, he married a woman from over there, he's still there now it was six years over there yeah. so so what you're saying is basically for, and what men could, could listen to this who want wives, yeah. who don't want uh, dealing with all the Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion antics no. with modern women in America no. That unfortunately it's here so you brothers, according to what Tuti is saying, you can go to uh, uh, her town Col- in, in Cartagena, Colombia I
1: go to Cartagena Colombia.
0: <laughs> All right. He so you can get you a wife from over there.
1: Listen, um, I want to tell you something about our women. We are, uh, and I don't know this, I don't want to, uh, you know, hurt any susceptibilities out there. I'm speaking my mind from my experience and uh, from what I am. Like, we are very strong women. Very strong. We hold the household. We know everything that happens but we understand something, that you are a woman in all the sense of the word, that you are strong and you hold the household, but you're a woman because the masculinity, you have to shine through him. If that makes sense. It so, um, sense. So we have found a good nurture and discipline balance. If that makes sense. So we're disciplined when reinforcing our boundaries very close when raising our family and our kids. Mm -hmm. And you can see that in all Hispanic culture.
0: Well, let me ask you, I got a few questions. Just a few questions. So, so you mean to tell me cooking is not slavery?
1: I mean, I love cooking. First of all,
0: Colombian culture is cooking slavery
1: no i mean we cook all the time oh, okay
0: all right gotcha so so if you have a husband and he's a good man he's working he's providing is submitting to your husband is that slavery
1: submitted to him i will submit to my husband if he he is uh masculine enough for me to trust him to lead me
0: well did you hear the question i said i said if he is a working man provider he's doing what a man's supposed to do i, I never tell a woman to submit to a a dusty guy. We are, we
1: are, no, we are submissive by nature, and I want, mm-hmm. I want everybody to understand this. We are submissive, submissive, by nature. Like having to carry the load of life of everybody and kids and family and household and pets and, and full time job. That is stressful. That is hard, and that has hardened our hearts. That uh, have made us get out of our nature because they have been forced to be like that because they have been played, berated, left behind, let down, disrespected, not being taken care of, humiliated. And you have no other way that you need to just stand up for yourself and become the lioness that you are there. But iffy, if I have, and nurture husband, a respectful man, a man that takes care of our family. And when I'm talking about our family is, I'm not talking about monetarily because this is 2023. I make as much money. (laughs) You know what I mean? This is not that. But if I found somebody that he's able and willing and loving to do all of that and be a partner, I don't have to do that. Let me take care of the house. Let me take care of my career. Let me take care of our kids. Let me see where we can go on vacation. Let me take care of that stuff. You deal with the rest of the stuff. I don't have to do that. I don't have to because I have a leader, somebody that I can, that I can lean on. But if I don't have that person, I have to be both. I have to be the male energy and I don't have time. To be the
0: feminine energy that I am. Yeah, yeah, that definitely makes sense. But a lot of these men that's traveling and definitely going to you know Carter Hena, A lot of them. Where where could they? Where 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 should they not go? Because they to find a wife, not no not no little females out here that's on the that's you know walking the stroll. But where can they go? Action Carter Hena, and say look, go over here. This is where the wives are at. Where they where should they go? <laughs>
1: in Cartagena, where do the wives are? I didn't know, we are (laughs) everywhere. They're everywhere, they're, they're the supermarket and the things that, you know, it's just, and they're everywhere, they're the supermarket, they're the libraries, they are the, the restaurant, they're walking around the city, they're in Cartagena, they're everywhere, and it's like, I mean, Colombian women is just, not to brag, but they are, they're there is a fine it's a fine balance between nurture and discipline is a is is a woman that she is a lioness she is you do not go past her but she's just a, a a gentle soul that is very family oriented family is first values are first we're sorry to mention religion but we're very catholic a country mm-hmm. a very catholic country so with those catholic values come um, a lot of structure and a lot of respect, you know, we respect our all elders, you know, el- that's something that I, I, when I came here, I'm like, what? Like.
0: Yeah, I, they, elder don't, they don't respect elders here. No. I remember, I remember it's last time I was in, it, I was it, in Kenya. No. Cause, it, it, cause it, even, even in the African continent, it's a lot of respect for elders. So I was no, in Kenya no, no, no. and I've seen how they respect the elders so much, but you come to this country, you may Night not. and day, like they held an elderly man. I think he was in JFK, and my wife pointed it out to me, and she was like, "Hey, go help that man, because like nobody's trying to help him. Like he was an older man trying to walk with a cane and his bag, and, and and like they just like they're straight savages here. Unfortunately, I, I'm used to term savages,
1: but the, the, there's there's no there's no uh, there's no uh, like conservative values, and I am not talking about politics. Yeah, I, the politics are another way, but there's no conservative values, the family unit start with our our elders they set our you know they set everything for us to fall under right so one thing that i don't understand is like how disrespectful like kids are to elder people oh my god you may not like in colombia like even if it like look like you look in their eyes defying you may not like me like my, me like if my grandmother would have been alive oh i may not like Yes, ma'am. Yes, if I did something, say yes, yes, ma'am. But for me to do this, like yes, ma'am, and look at her eyes—that is defiant. Like, how dare you? You know what I mean? Yes, ma'am. Yes, yes, yes. Even if it, even if it, you're gonna go and do whatever, but to her, you owe her that respect. Um, my mother. Listen, I am. I just turned forty yesterday. I am a whole divorced woman with <laughs> in a whole new relationship with a sixteen-year-old uh, daughter my mother tells me the sky is purple and i would tell her yes ma'am the sky is purple yeah i you do not pass by that and something that i saw here that is so sad it's very very sad is the disrespect that the youth have for the elders and how we don't honor their life all the way to the end like we feel that we feel that our elders are they're just like it's just so annoying. Take care of
0: grandma, grandma. Yeah, they are no. Actually, in this country, they get annoyed with elders. They they especially in our community, they have a thing. oh you old? Like I don't want to hear you because you old. Like and, and then when I hear them say that, I'm like, well, you know what? If you don't if you don't want to be old, well maybe you would just die at the age you are now. You never have to get old because according to the scriptures, getting older in later years don't is a blessing.
1: You made it. You're wise. You have gathered all the steps to earn the years that you have. You can teach. You can enlighten people. I mean, you have a a level of wiseness that that a 15-year-old doesn't have. And something that I I feel that is so sad here in America is how you, I mean, Americans don't honor. And what I'm telling you, honor the life of your elders all the way to the end like in Colombia grandma and grandpa they die at home at home like unless that is like some horrible disease or a a really freaky accident that ended in the hospital but grandma and grandpa die home at home with your family with like with all your loved ones that's it wait for you to go to we don't have, I mean, it's, it's very, very few institutions that have like elder homes, like, you know, elderly homes, like placements. We don't have much of that because you end up with your loved ones. Your family is is with you the entire time, all the way to the end. Like grandma, like if you have a party <laughs> and you don't have a wheelchair, you're like, I live in the coastline. So we, ho- we have those rocking chairs. <laughs> so if you if you go to a party you bring grandma in the rocking chair it's like your cousins are lifting grandma in the rocking chair and placing grandma it's it's comical but it's not it's it's like no all the way to the end like that's your mom that's that's your dad that's your grandpa that's your grandma you know that's abuelita y abuelito you don't no you don't mess with them and trust me you don't want to mess with them because they all the way to the end they they leave our earth with the honor that they came like grandma and grandpa and it's something that it's probably due to culture you know the loneliness in uh, this in these homes, displacements, you know, the, on, the loneliness and the sadness that you see in their eyes, you know, and, and mindful of dementia, remembering amazing memories, so many kids and grandkids. And today you don't have anything around you and you have a whole bunch of strangers that are in the same circumstances as you. No, uh, we, 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 no, we are completely different. We, yeah, grandpa and grandma, you know, they die at home.
0: Home. So, so let me ask you a question since, since you see how toxic because i listen i'm a black american born and raised here in america and i see the toxicity of it and every time that we go to the african continent we just be so happy and, at peace right and a lot of the culture you mentioned in there is is, is also an african continent so are you planning eventually to go back to Cartagena? or are you gonna stay here
1: I actually own property over there, so I go over there every year.
0: <laughs> okay. But I'm talking about are you gonna are you gonna eventually just like, you know what, I'm done with America. I come visit, yeah. but I'm done.
1: Probably, probably, probably when I retire, probably. I already I already told my partner, I said like uh, because it's like oh it's difficult like raising kids mm-hmm. with this mindset, the mindset that I have, and and, and see, you know, school, for instance, like I, I have a daughter, my racial daughter, and you ask her, I mean, tell me what is your nationality, and she will say, yeah, I am I am Colombian born in America, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she will tell you. She will tell you, and the story, and all that, and something that I transpired to her, because I am so proud, and she's been with me traveling, and doing work all over the place, so she's seen it. And she's so proud. That's something that she's so proud of it, and our family is so proud of it, our culture where we come from. But here, like, you have to take that on your own, and I don't like that. I mean, that's a lot of pressure. It's like it's almost like denying that I exist. No, you know what I mean. So, is that is difficult? The way the boundaries, the the boundaries that are set with our youth are to relax. (laughs) I would say.
0: Well. Um, Oh, was well, that's what I say about that. We live in a society now where people could claim a bunch of genders that they're not and everything else. So you should maybe easy claim say you you're Colombian and you're black, right?
1: Yes. Well, we are we are not as open. As we just did.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But you know, like I said, you know,
1: listen i i respect every every category i i am i am a woman of love i love everybody lgbtq plus and all. oh well
0: i wasn't this is why the reason why i mentioned that is because yeah. in america people say all this what they are what they're not they got all these different movements yeah. but so uh-huh. why are you why are somebody freaking out when somebody say well no i'm afro latino what i said but you accept this person saying. That they are a different gender or whatever that's that's why i was going with it i wasn't trying to go,
1: let me just, choo- let me just, go down
0: that route let me, just
1: tell, let me just tell you it's like we are we are we are just it's it's a it's a country that is is very conservative and we are good just, we are just starting uh you know within the last 10 years i will say starting to open up into acceptance and yes we are learning we are learning, and, and with knowledge comes pain. So we're learning, and we're, you know, um, healing ourselves for that pre-doms so or pre-judgment that we have. But I am not going to tell you that uh, if my child comes to me and tell me that um, she wants me to call her cat, I am going to say yes, because you purred, and you have fur.
0: Right. That's right. just. That's just. Well, well no this, this, is what I say about that, you know, that particular situation, you know, I'm a person. I'm a, I'm a traditionalist. Um, I'm very conservative, and most black people are conservative in their, their upbringing. Is just unfortunately in America they don't vote that way, but or even most black countries around the world have a conservative value. Yeah. I just kind of take the position of the former president of Kenya, uh, President Kenyatta, that. Whatever black country it is, they have so many issues they need to be focused on. That's just not one of them we need to be focused on. And it's true because people need jobs, people need a place to stay, infrastructure need to be fixed, uh, healthcare, There's so many different things that need to be fixed. That's going to help everybody, not a small section of people.
1: Life and don't feel threatening when you go outside.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, so many different things that can be fixed in any community, right? I mean, people do what they want to do, fine, but. Let's just focus on what, what matters. For me, I say this. Let's just try to get the people together in the community, get the education like we talked about earlier. And, and if I think we can focus and build platforms on that. That's most that's of my focus. What people do in their bedroom? Yeah, nothing to do with that is,
1: me. That have nothing to do with me. That has nothing to do with me. But I want to tell you something. We're very conservative. We are very, very conservative. And, um, you know, if you have a five-year-old that you know it's, it's it's asking you to wear dresses mom is gonna be like honey um you wear pants you don't wear dresses your little sister wear dresses you're only four years old you know what? so we also don't um opened Um. Uh, I, how I say
0: it without it? It hurting feelings. Well, let, let me, let me, let me, let me, I know what you kind of say, we're but let me. We uh, open an
1: avenue for, for, um, uh, yeah, I know exactly what you're going anybody. with.
0: You don't, y'all don't provide an environment for to that kind of anybody. thing.
1: To confuse anybody.
0: Yeah. 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 You know, I know exactly. And plus you say you are Catholic. So people that it's a Catholic society or you are Islamic, you don't provide that kind of environment. If you're an Orthodox Christian, you don't provide that kind of environment. It's just America has descended into wickedness. And I call this place uh, literally Babylon. That's what it is. That's why when I leave this place, I'm so happy because I'm away from this wickedness and <laughs> go on here. And it's not just one thing. It's a bunch of things because all this, I can just lay down on any man or woman the first day I meet them deal. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's so much wickedness, the drugs, the... The, like you say the don't respecting the elders you know so many different things that just just horrible in this society it's chaos so you know for me it's not just one issue it's a bunch of
1: them. yeah you're, you're right um but I, I think that, that things are not gonna get better if we, we don't get a hold of our household if we, we don't get a hold of our our boundaries our our family nucleo, all that respect in those values but those traditional values like because those are the ones that I have kept the same generation sane, right? Um, I am so happy. And to be honest, I am so happy that I was raised the way I was raised. I am so happy of raising my daughter the way she's been raised. Like, you're not gonna call me and tell me, like, oh, um, I'm gonna have a sleepover, you pick me up the next day, or oh, you're gonna, oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna stay over here and pick me up at the end of the weekend. Like, what? Are you? Crazy, no, no. Uh, excuse me. Well,
0: I'm the same way. I don't believe in that. See, I'm a type of person, I'm very overprotective. No, you know, no, it
1: no, no, no. No, 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 no. I am not even gonna give you an avenue for that. Like, what are you talking about? What you mm-hmm. can do that, you can do that when uh you pay your own bills.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Right? You want, like I told my daughter once, you know what I mean? Uh, because she asked me to be too because she asked me, she told me that I was too strict. <laughs> Uh, because so and so they sleep over, they do this, they do that and 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 they have dating, they have uh, and I'm like, okay, let's do something. you know over here in in this country that you were born, they have a, such a thing as emancipation, right So um if you if you would like I'll, I'll, your father and I we go in and we emancipate you and then you will do uh, as you please. but with that, comes responsibility so you will go to school or if you don't want to go to school you don't go to school but you will pay for yourself you will find uh the bus schedule because you're not driving any of my cars or your dad's uh so you find yourself a little job that we can pay for the bus stop so you can go get a job and if you don't have time to study then i listen then you're gonna start working until you are able to pay for your own but there's no tv there's no benefits there's nothing because i am legally responsible for you in one hand and in the other hand i am valuable responsive for you so you're not gonna get me in trouble in the country and you're not gonna embarrass my family name so those are my reasons for you for me to go with you to the court and let's go and my sentence you girl
0: well yeah. basically what you just said was something that we used to practice in our community basically my house my rules you don't like it get out. I have a uh, cousin Edna, never forget cousin Edna, may she rest in peace. Um, one of her children uh, was acting up and she had to get the belt and she had to whip him for, for acting up and say, I'm going to call the police on you. And she said, you know what? You call that white man in my house. I'm going to give you $20 and, and I'm going to tell him to take, take you with him. It's like, as long as you live in my house, if you act up, I'm going to whip you. <laughs> you know. Because, to see, the old yeah. people didn't play that in the black community. It's just it's just this new age stuff. Trust me, this stuff you see in the day, this is new. This no, is no, not no, how we I have been those games. ever yeah, since we've know. been in America all the way up until this recent time. That's not been our people. Not yeah, at we're, all. We're, this this after 2005, I'm going to say. It's like everybody just went crazy.
1: And in, in my case, I said, you know what? I, instead of, okay, you out of here, uh, I am not kicking you out. I'm giving you options. So the option that I give you is like, you focus on school, you respect the rules of our family nucleo, because her father and I are divorced, but we are a family nucleo and we are best friends and we are there and he knows that. He always say, go talk to your mother. I don't want no just go talk to your mom. So you respect our family nuclear, you respect our family name and you focus on school, or you can do all of that on your own. Those are the two options because we always have options in life. We always have options in life. There's never only one thing. So that, those, those were your options. You got it right there. And,
0: they, the other. and the Definitely. Definitely. So to the, uh, um, tell people how they can get to your TikTok or any other Instagram that you may have just in case yeah. they may want to follow you.
1: So guys, um, thank you for listening. And, um, I hope I didn't, you know, offend anybody. And if I did, just take it with a grain of salt. I'm coming from a completely different culture, trying to learn your culture. Um, and I'm black. Please stop calling me mestizo. It's so irritated. <laughs> and you can find me at Tell Off With 2D uh, in Instagram, Tell Off With 2D, or you can find me on TikTok of Tell Off With 2D. And I also have a podcast called Tell Off With 2D and that you are... You know, you can find it in every mainstream.
0: All right, Tootie, we well, thank you very much for, you know, joining us, you know, today and, and getting to know you. And, um, yeah, you definitely dropped some jewels that we definitely needed to hear and some uh, education as well. So we appreciate you, and uh, we'll see you on the next one.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Kenny, for having me. It was a pleasure.